Hi, and welcome to the Global Changemakers course on menstruation, sexual and reproductive health. This is episode three, in which we introduce our teachers, Maria Angelica and Sarah. Hello and welcome. And today we have a very special teacher. Uh, her name is Maria Angelica Otero and she's from Colombia. Um, and I will let uh, yourself introduce uh, your work and, and, and um, tell us a little bit about your, your background and how you're related to change makers. Hi, everybody. My name is Maria Otero. I'm nowadays a psychiatrist and uh, I'm, I'm having a second degree on child and teenage psychiatry. And I started working with uh, sexual and health reproductive rights since I was in medical school. And I've been working with Doctors Without Borders for now for four years. And uh, I've been in missions in Africa. And now I'm also working with the Pan American Health Organization. That's basically and it. You're, you're in <laughs> Colombia. I'm not sure if, um, if, if you mentioned yeah. that, but you're now in Colombia. Is that correct? Ah, yeah. I'm now in my <laughs> home country. <laughs> your home country. <laughs> yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're going to cover in, 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 your, in your lesson and why it's important to... Um, to include it in a curricula of a course like the one we're doing. Okay, so what I'm going to include in my lesson is what is happening psychologically on a teenage brain. So um, I'm dividing it on uh, the neurological changes that they are having uh, and, and how it's important for them to have that awareness on their daily life to make healthy habits, for example. What is happening on their uh, emotional changes, on their social changes and on their body how they're adapting to their new body. Maybe they can feel awkward or something uh, and how they need to be also making changes on their daily life to be able to have maybe a little bit of more uh, privacy, for example, to be able to adapt the social changes and a little bit, just a little bit of relationships and, and healthy relationships and respect and communication also with um, a trustworthy uh, adult. When they, whenever they have dots. That is so important. And in, in the previous call with some of the teachers, we touched on how important it is for teenagers to have the support and to know what's happening and for people to have uh, open and frank conversations about how the changes in, in, in their body are going to affect their lives. And kind of uh, getting the information is often uh, lacking, even in countries that have a very good sexual and reproductive health uh, curricula things most of the time tend to just stay in the anatomical or the physical and very few actually pay attention on, on the psychological aspect of it. And it's a great change. Uh, it's a, it's a, a very um, difficult moment for, for every human being to, to just go from childhood into, um, into adolescence and adulthood. Um, and there's, there's very uh, little accompanying of this, you know, things, it's a natural thing, it's a natural process, and people see it like that. Um, but it's a moment of uncertainty uh, for, for a lot of people. So it's, uh, it's really fantastic that, uh, that you're covering this bit. Also with us today is Sarah from Malawi. Um, Sarah, I'm so happy that you're able to join today because one, you're, you're basically one of the, the, the main inspirations uh, for this course. 
And I'll tell you why. So uh, not too long ago, I visited you in, in Malawi and we were talking about sexual and reproductive health. Uh, we were talking about access um, to education for, uh, for rural girls from underprivileged backgrounds. Um, and we were talking about the menstrual cup. And I, I remember telling you how many, many years ago, I, when I discovered the cup myself, I thought, oh, this is it. This is the answer to all our prayers. Finally, something that's sustainable, that's uh, long-lasting, um, and that girls can use reliably to continue their education and not to be able to... And I thought this was, you know, the, the, the answer to everything, uh, only to be told by mostly men, I have to say, um, that this was a complete no-go uh, culturally in, in many societies. And I remember visiting you, Uh, and, and you telling me how you were able to talk to the community and bring this uh, product and get uh, people to try it and get young girls to try it. So I would very much like you to, uh, well, first of all, introduce yourself and talk about the wonderful work you do. Um, and also talk a little bit uh, uh, about this particular uh aspect of, of, of the work that you do in Tingate. Hi, so um, I'm Sarah Lindeire and I'm the co-founder and executive director of Tingate. And uh, Tingate um, is a word in Chichao, which is the local language of Malawi that means we can. Um, and the work that we do is in poverty graduation. And in order to graduate ultra poor families from peri-urban areas from um, acute poverty to um, socioeconomic stability, we have three programs. Uh, our flagship program is our vocational skills training program. Um, uh, our second program is our women's uh, business engagement program called ATG, Azimai Dingatigeni. Um, and we also have a children's program, a children's life skills program. And so, um, yeah, just off the back of the conversation that I had a while ago with, with, with Gabby was around um, what, is, what is a silver bullet? What, is, is there a silver bullet even um, where, you know, that we can use a way to communicate to get communities that are not familiar with uh, new methods in contraception, for instance, or menstrual uh, health and hygiene, um, how do you get people to question and consider new methods that would, you know, save time, uh, save uh, that extra trip to the borehole to collect water in order to clean your, your sanitary um, uh, tools or equipment and so on. And, um, you know, what I shared with Gabby at the time was that uh, one of the, the, the pleasures of working with peri-urban communities is that these are usually transient communities that are made up of people who come from various parts of the countries. And so um, you'll find that uh, uh, the, one of the greatest advantages is some of those more deeply entrenched sort of uh, cultural practices that are perpetuated and sort of endorsed and encouraged uh, by, uh, at times, you know, rural community leadership are not so strong in peri-urban areas um, because it's not your chief, it's not your village. Um, and so people almost have um, a, a little more ease in, 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 in their ability to, to question things or, or, and to welcome things that are new. Um, and using um, this you know, newly built sort of social capital that people gain from being in peri-urban areas um, and this newfound access to information by virtue of being closer to the city, for instance, and being able to see billboards even, or have you know, more reliable cell phone access and 
maybe more resources to be able to access, you know, even online, um, um, you know, materials, uh, but also just, just be in contact with all of the various players, um, especially in the health sector and the education sector that are passing across accurate information around contraception and menstrual health makes a huge difference. And people tend to want to belong um, to uh, other, with, you know, with other people in the community because they don't have the social capital that they have back in their home village. And so if uh, we found that, you know, really partnering with people who deliberately convene um, groups in the community, whether it's uh, mums, like, you know, as my Tingatigeni program, these are mothers that are mothers of children in our OSG program and our, our skills training program, for instance, um, and other women in business in the community, or uh, our chiefs or community leaders that also do regular convening. It's an opportunity for people to um, really uh, share information, um, you know, provide a, a, an open a space for people to question things and to get access to accurate information and know where to get services. And we found that really leveraging this social capital has been really helpful to sort of also demystify mm -hmm. um, some of the concerns in the uptake of, um, uh, of uh, more modern and, and, and helpful um, uh, menstrual health uh, options such as the cup. That's fantastic. And I think you, you, the mystify is, is one of the top reasons uh, why, why uh, I believe this course is, is going to be useful. Uh, I think demystifying a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of issues, a lot of information, we're touching on really controversial subjects. Um, in one of the calls, Laura uh, from, from, from Switzerland was inviting uh, the users to watch the whole thing with an open mind and try to, to learn. There are things that might adapt to your culture and there, there are things that, that you might not uh, put in, 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 in your beliefs. Uh, but um, we're trying to, to give really accurate, relatable information and that's, that's uh, demystifying is definitely top, uh, top of our list. So, um, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit of what motivated you to start working on, 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 on this issues uh is there anything that you'd like to share with uh with the people taking this course yes um i've been interested for for some time now in trying to uh bridge the gaps between uh you know socioeconomic poverty particularly amongst women and young people in peri-urban areas and some of the factors that people don't look at so much what causes acute poverty um how do you get out of acute poverty and period poverty is something that people don't quite discuss as much as they should and um one of the uh, things that really um sort of gets my goat is that we seem to think that you know the issues around period poverty in ex extremely poor um you know uh, areas is about access to um, sanitary wear and often um, the result has been and rightly so giving people access at the very least to reusable sanitary wear which is great um, however there are other questions that need to be asked about for instance management of water in order to um, you know, clean those items in a way that, you know, reduces infection. Um, and I think that there's not a lot of thought that goes into the distances that women have to travel just to get their sanitary wear to be clean and healthy. Um, but also looking at um, opportunities, employment opportunities for um, young women and girls and creation of employment, um, as well as the environmental factors um, that crop up uh, when we talk about menstrual health and menstrual hygiene. Um, mm -hmm. And innovation as well and dignity, 
and you know contextualization i remember uh, you know we were talking gabby and i and we talked about how um the reusable sanitary towel had been invented by a man in india in a particular social context where um it's not seen as a taboo for women to hang their underwear um outdoors um to dry thoroughly however um in malawi certainly and you know some of this region of africa it is very very taboo and so often you'll find that women suffer from recurring ut- uh, ur- urinary tract infections and other infections as a result of using uh, not well cleaned or not well dried sanitary wear um but also the opportunities that moon cups could potentially have um on the economy providing opportunities for people to be employed um but also um addressing environmental factors and so i would say that um i think that this course is is extremely important um it's extremely important to those who are taking the course to be able to get accurate knowledge but it's also extremely important to give people license and capacity through this course to share the message of the depth of what period poverty does and the ripple effects it's not just for women and girls to worry about it's not something that we should deal with in the dark um and and not involve people because maybe it's unseemly or, or unattractive it's painful it's real it's serious and it has major effects on 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 everybody really because we are all intertwined within this ecosystem and so I'm really happy that this course is kicking off and I really hope that it's able to have very far reaching positive uh, consequences for um for very very poor communities as well. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um thank you so much for 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 saying that. It's so um I mean in a way we're, we're in this call we're preaching to the converted. Um and it's so basic uh to 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 be able to first of all discuss these issues and and also uh one of the main glories of this course is that it's so international so we're we're really bringing experiences from from all corners of the world and as you mentioned in india it might not be a, a big deal to to hang your your underwear to dry thoroughly but in africa it's a big no no and it's a reason for 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 a lot of infections so just making women globally aware of what the situation in other countries is and understanding what uh, the effects of uh, of this have for us as a society as a global society for men and women alike is is a a major a major um step forward uh maria angelica would you like to share a little bit of um why you are why you decided to specialize on 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 uh, young people and children uh from the psycho- psychological aspect from psychiatry i decided to specialize on children and and teenagers because 75% of uh mental health pathology comes before age of 21 uh and it's the age in which we really can do primary prevention you know afterwards you just can do some intervention and chronic illnesses but you uh usually cannot do prevention on mental uh, illnesses mental disorders so um when you intervene on families when you intervene on mental health in children when you do prevention on trauma on treatment on gender precisely uh you really do primary prevention 
and as mental health occurs in the ages um, 15 to 29 years old and most of it uh, occurs in low and middle income countries and has like a huge breach on treatment like and even it can reach on 95 percent in in low and middle income countries uh it does affect uh, as Sarah was saying it does affect also all the socioeconomical uh, status of the countries because we do have all the all of our people that are that would have been able to be productive and healthy on their lifestyles are being disabled with mental health uh, disorders. So uh, the way to do primary prevention is to focus on the kids and the teenagers. Absolutely. And well, that, that is basically the main reason why we decided to, uh, to add this uh, very particular and specific bit um, of information and, and psychological aspects on the course. Uh, ladies, this has been fantastic. I don't know if there's anything that you would like to say uh, or end with uh, or a message that, that you would like to, to give uh, the, the people in the course. I think it's an opportunity for all of us to take advantage on. For me, it has been a life changer to be able to access information about family planning. Uh, one of the motivations that... Um, started uh, me on on being involved on family planning was precisely the lack of information here in Colombia so uh, the way for me to start uh, also getting involved with the uh, information here was becoming part of a group of young like peer informators and uh, I think this course gives you this advantage of having trustful information from professionals and uh, sharing it also with your family here in Colombia. Even when I started medicine, uh, we only had sexual education because we were going to become doctors. <laughs> and they, they were telling us that in front of the whole class because we were like on a Catholic university. They were like, nobody has sexual education in this university except you because you're going to become doctors. Right. And I was like, <laughs> this is a university. Oh my God. <laughs> And this is like all of all of these people is going to become are going to become parents one day, you know, yeah. and none of them are going to have sexual educations unless they study medicine, you know. Yeah, it's so insane. take advantage. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. It feels like, you know, you're just thrown into life. <laughs> yeah. With no information whatsoever. With a lot of information on history and chemistry, you know. But, no, and but not as you said, you know, this, this was for the doctors, but, you know, it, it was a university, which means that a lot of the students have university degrees and they didn't have this information. Yet again, another reason why, why doing this course. I felt myself as well. I studied law, absolutely nothing to do. And I, 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 I went to a more or less liberal school, more or less liberal family. But still, I knew nothing. Like half of the things I had to learn on my own and things, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have internet and, and, and curiosity. But this lack of information is just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Sarah, and this is a lack of practical information, you know? Yeah. You know about like the statistics and the risks, but not how to actually you know do it 
Sarah, anything else you'd like to add? No, nothing more than, um, uh, than, than what was said. Uh, just, yeah, community is really important, I think, especially now in the age of misinformation. We have access to lots of information, some more than others, definitely, but also in the area of misinformation, belonging to an ecosystem of people who are equally as curious, who are standing for, you know, standing for, 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 for liberation of, of, of knowledge and information, you know, and access uh, in a palatable manner is, is definitely, I think, helpful. And I think, yeah, definitely... Uh, thumbs up to the community um, through this course that is being built. And I think beyond, beyond the knowledge that is going to be shared, that, that partnership and, and uh, togetherness is, is, is really, really powerful. I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, ladies, for, for, uh, for being on this call and also for participating in this um, ambitious project. And um, I leave you with a big hug and a big thank you. Um, and yeah, hope to, to talk soon.